1: Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 12.80 The Zone. Super glad we're not doing Survivor Pool this year. That was the best decision ever. when 0-3 in the NFL picks over the That's weekend. That's
2: not easy to do, though. 0-3. Yeah, but all these games, we're picking three games every week, and they're tough games. I mean, they're not 0-3 tough. 0-3. Yeah,
1: <laughs> there's not much defense for 0-3. I think that we are all struggling to a certain degree, but 0 and 3.
3: I'm doing great. Were you 2 and 1? I uh, I went 2 and 1. I'm at 6 and 3 on the year, I think, which is great for me. It is good. I'm for usually you. at 3 and 6 here. I think this pushed me below the Mendoza line. Yeah. Gordon's
1: uh, a game below. Rough weekend. Yeah, it was.
3: You want uh, so the the exact updated numbers where uh, I went 2 and 1 and you both went well. Gordon went one and two, and you went as you said zero and three, and the uh, updated standings are six and three me, and then four and five both of you.
2: It's a long season. All
1: right, before
3: today, especially for you guys,
1: before today ends, uh, you know, because we're going to jump into college football here, or maybe this is something we talk about tomorrow. But can we all agree that Aaron Rodgers in week number one was sandbagging (laughs) it? Was was showing the world and that uh, and the management and all that like this this team is a sweaty pile of garbage. Unless your boy is out there playing, because the throws that he's
2: making now—I know, I know—it was very unlike him early on.
3: Oh, that one last night, just over Fred Warner's oh, fingertips. Yeah. Uh
2: huh. Thing of
1: beauty. I mean, throws that nobody else has ever made ever. <laughs> And to go out there week week one and play as poorly as he did, we can he was he was Kobe Brighton it, right? You know, remember when Kobe intentionally did not shoot for an entire half, just to kinda of point to the front office and say, This is what you got. Did he shoot one time or
3: none at all? I think he had a free throw. Did he? So I think he did like have yeah. he was fouled on his one attempt. But his message that. was hey, look at what you've assembled without me. Yeah.
1: yeah. What you got here is a lottery team unless your boy is doing what he does.
2: Although I gotta say, Aaron Rodgers looked pretty excited when that. Uh, no, that's the thing. I think he cares. I think he he's gonna try and win all he can.
1: But doing what you did on on week one <laughs> was just a little gentle, like,
2: hey, <laughs> <laughs> just so you know. You know, I hadn't thought of that. Although I did wonder what the heck happened because yeah. he didn't look like him. No. And uh, you brought that to my attention, and uh, by golly, I think you're right. Plus, I just love the term sandbagging. I don't know <laughs> why. I've
1: always found it hilarious. It's out there sandbagging it.
3: What? Where does, does that come
1: yeah. from? I, I mean, know. because if you're if you are putting sand in bags, but didn't that's you ever have? Work. Didn't you have, ever have like a, a, a crusty old baseball coach or something that talked about sandbagging it? <laughs> yeah, well, I've heard that term for a long time. Yeah. All right. Let's talk about uh, let's talk about the football over the weekend. We'll get to both the Utes and the Kooks, but where do you want to start? Let's go with the Utes. Start with the Utes. They beat Washington State, Gordon, and they had a a, a nice fourth quarter, I will say, uh, but they certainly sputtered. The defense looked good, and that's why Witt was in a good mood. You'll hear every cut that uh, that we play from Kyle Whittingham today, where he sounds like he's chipper. That's because the defense had its best outing of the well, year. He
2: wasn't but, happy about the turnovers, that's for sure. But the fumbles,
1: Gordon. That okay. This is we're 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 diving into the realm of the psychological now with yes. the Utah football team, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, this is just a a self. What do they say? Self fulfilling prophecy at this point, or whatever. It's so ingrained into their brains that don't fumble, don't fumble, don't fumble. They're just even the most reliable, like Britton Brit Covey, is is yeah. coughing up the ball. Yeah. I mean, I I get the whole fumbling is contagious thing, but it,
2: it appears like it actually is. With this youth football, I've never seen anything like it. Honestly, when I saw Tavian Thomas go into the game, and you know, obviously he's a guy who could be playing a lot more if he didn't fumble. And he goes in, and what does he immediately do? Fumbles. I just or at least loses the ball. Yeah. World is going on. It's crazy. The irony to the whole thing uh, because Washington State turned the ball over. It kind of punctuated the win for the youths. Well, uh, who was it? Uh, Chris Curry,
1: who a lot of a lot of people wanted to see, gets in, gets a carry, a nice Pump, carry at that, at the and then one <laughs> foot line and then or carry whatever. number two. He fumbles. I couldn't believe they brought out or they took out T.J. Pleasure, and maybe he was was he gassed after that long run? Maybe that Could was the been. thing or, or whatever. But Pleasure might be the guy. Well, I, there's did. an encouraging thing from the game. He showed a lot
2: of energy, and the Utes needed it. I mean, Washington State folks is there's a a lousy football team. I, I know these are students and they're out there doing the best they can, but that program is not very good right now. No, and the Utes struggled mightily against that team on its home field.
1: Yeah, it it did,
2: and and
1: but you know Utah was doing a lot of that stuff to itself. I mean, I don't know if that's redeeming or indicting, but how many how many balls hit the ground? Eight.
3: Seven, uh, eight hit the ground, but one was oh, overturned. Was down, and, right, or, or
2: stands. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Our guy Cole missed field goals, chip shots. Yeah, a lot of mistakes
1: being made. But defensively, they looked much better. All of a sudden, uh, the the line was getting pressure. Of course, the interception to uh, to really sealed the deal with some nice Devin Lloyd how about that that interception from Devin Lloyd was was one sort of spectacular play
3: so there were no less than six NFL scouts there that day yeah that Austin was C, covering the game. to see some, several players but really to see Devin Lloyd oh he was all over the field and all six of them stood up out of their seats on that play
0: <laughs> Well, like, like, stood right, up right, yeah.
3: well yeah but I heard he's pretty good he's he's all right yeah He's, he's really got really good. He's got a, he you know he's potential. I mean he he should probably be in the NFL right now. He was
1: basically <laughs> in on every play. I mean, he was something. And that interception was was something. Algier is going to have the play of the year hands down here locally like I don't even think uh you know that can be challenged, but that Devin Lloyd interception was a thing of beauty. I mean, that was he was in the right place. He read the play, which means like it, it took some intellectual doing, and then the the physical component to to uh, finish the play was
2: really something. Did I mention that uh, Washington State is not a very good team? No, they're terrible. I just wanted to.
1: And I Utah have should have beat that them that by
2: more so. than 24-13. to 13. Man, It was you, a game that they traveled that quarter, or trailed. That quarterback for the Cougars is not good. We, you know, it's just not a good quarterback. Nope. And tries real hard, but not good. So the Utes get by, but maybe they can build some momentum, uh, you know, with a the, with the bye week and sort of put things back together. But uh, n- not an impressive showing. On Saturday, no, Mm-mm. agree.
1: All right, let's move on to the Cougs Gordon a game. I know you wrote about uh, over the weekend, and uh, I don't know. It turned out it turned into one of those games that uh, the BYU, I'm sure, was just happy to be over. Um, but what's your what's your overall take? Anytime, is it more is it more positive than negative in a game that they win thirty five to twelve?
2: Well, I used a, a term in my column quoting Kalani Sataki. He's the one that brought up the words dark cloud. Uh, and that's uh, that's an indictment of the way that defense played, and the Cougars knew it. They they came off the field, and he talked about they had long faces and whatnot. They just they won a game, but they they understand that uh, that was not a good showing, and we said that Washington State's not a good team. South Florida has some talent, but uh, not not really hasn't really manifested yeah. itself in the win loss record, and BYU's defense was just flat bad. I think sometimes when you get up on a team the way BYU did in that game twenty one to nothing, it's easy to lose your focus and easy to sort of let up a little bit. But that defense was not good, and uh, I think that's exactly they, I mean, what it was. Were, though they were up twenty eight six, yeah, and then and then the
1: I mean <laughs> some other players start getting time, you know. And all of a sudden the
2: details go into it. It's exactly what it was. There are injuries that the Cougars are fighting through. And uh, but that defense, it it, it just couldn't stop the run. And when you get an athletic quarterback who can move like that, uh, it's it can cause real problems. And I'm sure that every team that plays BYU for the rest of this year will check out that game film real well and if not, not everybody can do what that quarterback could do McLean kid and he's young but fine fine athlete and he was throwing the ball pretty well too we saw Baylor Romney instead of Jaron Hall which turned out to be
1: uh, somewhat expected did you was, see that ESPN made a mistake and, uh, and Gunner
3: and pictured Jaron Hall and I don't um, even know who it was it's a, it's a prep recruit that was there on a, a visit. A recruit. They were like, here's Jaron Holland's street Temp-U clothes. Tim View or Timpanoga, <laughs> <somewhere>. <laughs> some yeah. random dude. It was uh, Lorenzo Falatea's brother-in-law, actually. Is that what yeah. it is?
2: Oh, I saw that. Just some thought. 17-year-old it's, kid. Uh, you know what? Nope, that's not it. <laughs> <laughs> I saw people referring to Baylor as Gunner, but... Uh,
1: that probably happened. My favorite of all time, and I think it was you, Chastis Trailer who tweeted about this over the weekend, was the Roscoe Hall. That that was the best flub ever, because what an amazing name Roscoe Mendenhall is. I always liked that name, Roscoe. Roscoe. Yeah. That's a good one. You oh. know, it's one of those Wild West-sounding names. Let me think. What is it? Just put it <laughs> in there, Roscoe. I think that's what <laughs> it is. Enough, just, just type in there, Roscoe. That's it. That's it. Bear,
3: Cougar, uh, Tiger, oh, Roscoe. Roscoe. Go with Roscoe. It's, yeah.
2: I think it's Roscoe. That sounds right. Point is, Baylor Romney really is a gifted quarterback. He very accurate, and he... You know, it was funny because he, he was so good early in the game, and then at the end when they were trying to score on that one drive, he had a couple of inaccurate throws. But uh, he's the Cougars are in pretty good shape uh, on the occasions when Jaron Hall can't go. He's not the athlete that Jaron Hall is. He can, he can wing it around, though. He, he's quite good, and he showed that in that game. Smart throws, good throws, deep balls, Jake, throwing the ball deep and accurately. So, yeah, that was the good news. The offense was considerably better than the defense, but the defense looked slow to me in that game. And I do understand they had some injuries, and we'll see how many guys can get back. But I'm sure Utah State watched that game. Is going, hmm? Can we replicate that? Because if they can, that defense could be uh, have its back against the wall a little bit. Were you ever did you ever think that BYU would lose? Was there a
1: point in watching the game where you thought that that South Florida was going to win? Not
2: really, me either. So what does that say? Maybe nothing. Well, but you're looking at South Florida, you know, and how many games have they lost out of their last like <laughs> Yeah, yeah, but but BYU's also South Florida to travel 2,000 miles or whatever it is. Show up and, and threaten you, especially after you get that kind of lead on them. I yeah, mean, but they but BYU's also beaten Utah and Arizona State,
1: so I mean, we there's there's more to the body of work that you can look and say. Okay, I know well, we're talking about Saturday. I know, but I, I mean, are we trying to you know apply what we've seen to their performance going forward? I mean, well, if teams you, if you, are allowed to have one of those games where they let up because they've got a big lead yeah. and, and the building isn't necessarily on fire. Now, maybe you can argue that you saw some red flags or something, but that's kind of why I posed the question. Well, I mean, that's did what you ever Ka- think that they were Ka- going to lose That's it? what
2: Kalani Satake said. He saw a lot of things that needed to be improved upon. Well, because there were he a wasn't lot of shy things. about it in the, in the game. He, he, he pretty much said it. Said he was disappointed. And he was. He said there was a dark cloud. Uh, over that victory. And yeah, but coaches love that sort of stuff
1: because they get a chance to kick some buttons. But he was telling the truth. Sure. Oh, yeah, of course he was. That defense was not up to snuff. Right, but they're 4-0. and And so coaches love stuff where they can grab a hold of some bad tape and stuff to just drive it home. I mean, Kalani could have gone one of two directions. He could have said, oh, you know what? Uh, we hit some bumps in the road, before 4-0. On to the next one, feeling good, riding high. But he chose to, you know what? Going to be grumpy about some stuff.
2: That's gonna, because he should have been. Going to use it. As
1: a, crappy. As an opportunity to uh, to sharpen some sharpen the
2: sword, so to speak. I think he would much rather have to come up with ideas about how to motivate his team and not lose to it or win over <laughs> Freudian Slip uh, over a team that is one and three and was threatening at the end of a game after you had that kind of lead. Uh, yeah, but does you... nothing for any coach to be happy about, and I don't think he was manufacturing. I think he really felt it. I mean, I was looking straight at his face, and he was he was he was upset.
1: Okay, I I got it, but I I I find it interesting how coaches craft their post game messages because I mean, I guess I was first introduced to it with with Jerry, or at least really paid attention to it with Jerry Sloan, who was always harder on his team after wins than he was after losses and uh, very much strategic. And so you see how coaches react to different situations. I, I think it is about the exact message that they want to communicate. Well, I don't there. think that win, was it at all is, in this case. When is, is the time? It, did that, you
2: watch the game? Yeah. They
1: sucked. Right. I got it. They also well, won.
2: What, what, yeah, 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 a win and they isn't were also, necessarily And they were also news.
1: up huge and let off. So at what point is it the best to pull the old Aaron Rodgers and tweet out, relax? And at what point is it best to be grumpy and kick some butts? I find that fascinating. This is the perfect but game to think that. I don't, think, that, I don't think that's
2: what was going on here. I, I think he saw the same game all of us saw. And BYU's defense looked slow, looked tired, uh, looked unresponsive at times. And that upset him. I And he admitted. He said, yeah, we got some injuries, but uh, he was not—you can tell when Kalani is stretching the truth. And he, well, I'm he, not talking about stretching anything. I'm talking about what you highlight after a game. Yeah. Well, I mean, it, it, he was being asked about the game. And the game was not—yeah, the Cougars won, but they did not play well. And so— well, if there was some sort of methodology beyond that, then OK, because he knows they got to turn around and play Utah State exactly. on Friday night. And, uh, yeah, so coaches are pretty aware. But I think it was genuine what he was saying.
1: I'm not saying that it wasn't genuine. Don't misunderstand me. You can you can feel different ways about a single football game because there's always mistakes. The next perfect football game played will be the first. That, but, they, uh,
2: there weren't just a couple mistakes, yeah, yeah. I, I That, I that defense looked bad. I hear you. And but there it, was statistically, you could stick up for them in some ways. But overall, for them to to allow that game to become as uh, essentially one score game uh, when they had it going on the way they did early uh, offensively, that's that's got to be troubling to any coach. And, and look, BYU won. And I'm not saying they're a bad team. They're 4-0. And they've... Played some pretty stiff competition, but uh, they should have taken care of South Florida with uh, greater ease than they did. And I think there are some weaknesses on the defensive side of the ball. The defense has played pretty well in some of the other games, but in college football, and you like to bring this up a lot, Jake, all it takes is one or two losses, and you suddenly, the complexion of the season changes. And when BYU gets off to the start, it has this year— uh, they have an opportunity, and will that opportunity be taken, taken advantage of, or will it be lost based on how they play moving forward? Maybe you're right. Maybe they just got fat-headed for a week, and they'll turn around and get it taken care of because Kalani will be breathing fire at them uh, between now and Friday, and maybe that, maybe that uh, is something every team should go through at some point to, to get the most out of them. But I, I say it a little differently. If, if BYU had been playing a really good team on Saturday, they would have lost. But would they have been up huge and let up?
1: Because that's what happened. They were up 28 to 6. So I, it's just two ways to look at it. Like do you look at it do you think the wheels are wobbling?
2: They sir, they I they don't sure think sure looked so. wobbly in that game well, in the second half. Yeah, it was terrible. Yeah. Second half was bad. And meanwhile you've got an engine over there on the offensive side that's just raring to go, and you can't say these you know, South Florida's putting together what, fourteen play drives? And that was the thing that really bothered Kalani, uh, in a major way. He was saying, We gotta get off the field. We gotta get off the field. Well, he's not well,
1: wrong, but that's what he that's the direction he chose to highlight, and I totally get it.
2: I don't know what else he would talk about. I mean, <laughs> What's he supposed to do? Say, "Oh, our defense played terrific. Uh, there was never a doubt." Uh, no, he he was telling the truth. So if he if it's if it's a double edged thing, Jake, then then he can utilize it in that way. But I I think that uh, as bad as uh, as Utah State was against Boise, uh, and they did not look good in that game, they do have some players who might be able to take advantage of certain things. The way the Cougars were taken advantage of uh against the Bulls. But we'll see what happens from here. Maybe BYU will show up and play great. What are they, nine point favorites? Something like that? Yeah, and I think they'll you know, the end state will
1: provide a little edge, I think, to the matchup and Kalani and the coaching staff have plenty to harp on in a short week where preparation is difficult anyway and I would expect we'll see a pretty good performance from uh, from BYU. And uh, I would anticipate Utah State will be similarly uh, motivated uh, to perform well.
2: Oh, and that crowd will be crazy. Right. And it'll be the kind of environment that is difficult to play in. It should but, be a fun game. Yeah. Uh, well, I don't know how it'll turn out. It, it, that's, that's the thing about football. I mean, there are these emotional swings. Uh, and it is an emotional game. Uh, that that if, that's why I always find it fascinating when a team either gets off to a good start or finishes strong. One or the other, it's impressive to me if they can sustain it. And in this particular case, uh, BYU could not hold that lead. So am I sitting here and going, ah, the Cougars are no good? No, it's a good, it's a really good team. And uh, now it's a matter of whether they have the determination and focus to uh, to make the season what it it, it could be.
1: All right. We'll I have more coming up uh, straight ahead. We'll also get to the jazz a little bit later on in the show. Tanner Mangum at the top of the 4 o'clock hour. Frank Dolce at 4.30. Stay tuned. But joining the show now, our friend from Wasatch Medical Clinic, he is Andrew. What's going on, Andrew? Hello, guys. How you doing today? We're doing great. Uh, a lot of guys walking around out there. It's a sensitive subject, but uh, ED, a very real thing that affects a lot of people.
4: It is a real thing Two-thirds of men with erectile dysfunction do not seek treatment, uh, according to some stats, and that would include the pill. So they kind of accept it. Maybe that's because of embarrassment, or they don't know about all the options. Uh, Now, I know nobody really wants to go to the ED clinic, but if you think about a few short 10-minute sessions over two weeks, that is all that could be preventing you from having a better relationship with your loved one from getting the ed taken care of that is such a short window uh before the middle of october you could be done with the treatments the acoustic wave therapy experiencing more blood flow in the bedroom and what would that do to the relationship uh pretty great things for most
1: so by the time the jazz start the regular season you could uh be back you could turn back the clock
4: Yes, that is a great way to look at it. By the time the Jazz start playing, your ED could be uh, gone. You could be done with the treatments here. And a lot of guys, by the way, tell us how things improve in the bedroom with each treatment. It's only 10 minutes. It's not invasive. There's no pain. You don't have to go to the pharmacist. Uh, And this is backed by 50 clinical studies now calling it the new standard of care for erectile dysfunction.
1: 801-901-8000, 801-901-8000. Get in, see the doctor, and you're doing a lot for free.
4: Yes, if you would like to join the many men that have experienced success, call us today, the assessment exam and blood flow ultrasound with our MD is free. Uh, He'll give you a gift that produces immediate results in the bedroom. You will love that. And if you feel like you have a need, The blood work and testosterone to our patients is free. I know guys spending thousands on that one aspect alone. It's all no charge today.
1: 801-901-8000, 801-901-8000, Edge Medical Clinic. Thanks, Andrew. Thank you, guys. More next on The Big Show, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.
0: This is DJ and PK
3: joined in studio now by Riley Jensen, football insider,
2: former Aggie quarterback. I know how it works here, PK. You just go with whatever I say. You're kind of like the adversary. You don't really push against people. You just give them a nudge really, really far in the direction they're already going. So if I say you hate Utah State, you're like, oh yeah, I can't stand those guys. You're just like the adversary. above in studio. DJ and Lucifer doesn't have the same ring. Sounds like a dangerous show, though. DJ and Lucifer? Yeah, doesn't have the same ring as DJ and PK.
0: It actually, it actually doesn't run. change
2: the show at all. It feels exactly the same. I'm a devil. What can I tell
3: you?
0: (laughs) Catch DJ and PK mornings from 6 till 10 on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Your home for the best college football coverage in Utah. This is your Cougars at 30 update on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Cougars
1: at 30 update. Here you go, Gordon. This one's for you. Here's Coach Satake. asked uh, for a positive from the win uh, uh, over South Florida?
3: Yeah, we found a way to grind it out and win the game. Wins are really hard in college football. And so, although we're disappointed, I'm disappointed in some of the things that happened tonight. I think we have to be thankful that we were able to get the win. And you have to give credit to South Florida for some of the things that they did. They saw an opportunity to play uh, here, and and they showed up. And I, th- I thought, Josh Scott did a great job getting his team ready. They, they were excited to play in front of our crowd. You know, They made a game of it. And so I, I give them a lot of credit.
2: All right. Not the rosiest thing I've heard in the world. Yeah, that was still, that's as good as you could
1: muster. <laughs> this update brought to you by Rough Tough, They set the industry standard for custom seat covers for cars, trucks, SUVs, and UTVs. Get the best fit seat covers for the make, model, and year of your vehicle and do some business with the Utah company since 1976. Check them out today at RuffTuff.com. That's RuffTuff.com.
0: I told you, we'll make a play. The best college football coverage in Utah is right here on the Zone Sports Network. We don't quit. Let's go. Blake Anderson and the Aggies welcome in BYU for a showdown against the Cougars in Maverick Stadium. Hear all the play-by-play action on the Zone Sports Network, beginning with a pregame show Friday at 6. You're listening to The Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and the Zone Sports Network.
1: Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Want to remind you about Football Friday coming up this Friday. And as always, presented by Mountain Land Supply, where the pros go for plumbing, landscaping, irrigation, agricultural irrigation, H- HVAC parts, tools and safety equipment. Find a location near you at MountainLandSupply.com. Gordon, uh, we're talking a lot of, uh, of college football. Uh, keep that rolling here for a minute. Did anything uh, go down in uh, in the Pac-12? that uh, We talked a little bit about the USC debacle against Oregon State and uh, how their demise is in uh, full bloom. And by the way, the Utes and the Cougars still have uh,
2: the Trojans to play on the old schedule. And that's really the most important part of it is that both of those teams are good enough to beat the Trojans. <laughs> So, we'll see how it goes. Oregon State throttled the Trojans in L.A. That's that You is... mentioned it. They ran the ball right down their throat. Now, that's
1: running a team over. <laughs> BYU wasn't great against the run over the weekend, but they didn't give up over
2: 300 yards yeah, on the okay. ground. Either. <laughs> yeah, So, if you're going to look at it in a positive light, at least you didn't play like USC.
1: What I think might be important for the Pac-12, uh, they need, I mean, I think Oregon hammered Arizona, and Oregon's good, I think that much has been proven thus far we'll see if they can go through the league undefeated when the league is down but they need they need some other teams to at least salvage a decent season and maybe ucla is is going to do that they go on the road and beat stanford 35 to 24 i mean that's a pretty decent win stanford obviously throttled usc earlier in the year um I think that's probably the most likely candidate. I thought UCLA was going to be better this year, and, and maybe Fresno State turns out to be really good. That mm-hmm. could be the case. The Mountain West Conference is actually really good this year. We are talking to Coach Mack about that, right, on uh, on Friday. Um, it might be a better league this year than the Pac-12. That's arguable. But I, I believe UCLA is still a decent team. We'll see what happens with Utah. Utah's got a lot going on, uh, and I don't know if you think I think you and I both agree that they haven't shown their best quite yet, that they're capable of more. So we'll see where that goes.
2: If I, if I were the offensive coordinator for the Utes, I think I might go back to your original plan. Run. Yeah. Yeah. Run it. Run, Run it the lot. football. Because um, it's not <laughs> – that could be their best way to win. I mean, I thought it might be different this year. I think uh, Kyle Whittingham thought it would be different, and things didn't turn out the way he expected so far,
1: you know, you wonder. I I thought Cal would be better this year, but then they go and lose to Washington, who is not terrific. Uh, Thirty-one to twenty-four. This league is just going to be. It's just not going to be a good league. I I'm trying to even think of the teams that I think are, are really even salvageable. Arizona State back to uh, uh, bounced back against Colorado, but I mean Colorado's so bad. Yes, they can't move the ball. So that's. That's who Arizona State really needed to play. What was the final on that game? 35 to 13. Yeah. Oh, you know what I'm going to look up? How many uh, total yards did Colorado have last week? Wasn't (laughs) it? Wasn't that what it was? All right, let's see how many total yards. It
2: was definitely better. Well, I would hope so. (laughs) I don't know how you can do worse
1: Okay, it was a lot better. 250 total yards against the Sun Devils. Although uh, Colorado gave up 439 total yards. Yikes. Yeah. Oof. That's... Difficult. Yeah, so Colorado PK thinks that the the uh, the loser of the Arizona Colorado game will go winless in conference.
2: Could very well be that way. But when I look at when I look at this conference now, uh, Jake, uh, the bad news is that um, that the league, other than Oregon, is not particularly good. The good news is that the Utes still have a chance. They certainly do. And I don't know who beats Oregon.
1: I honestly don't. Coming to Salt Lake in November, if the Utes, uh, you know, play their best football, maybe that's a, a dangerous game for them. But I don't know if I see another team. Um, I don't know if I see another team in the league that's going to beat them.
2: UCLA? Do they even play? Let me see. I'll bring up Oregon schedule. Uh, right UCLA looks.
1: They do. They play at. They play in LA uh-huh. um, at UCLA on October the 23rd. So that's coming up in a few weeks. But other than that, here's Arizona's schedule. At Stanford, home to Cal, at UCLA, home to Colorado, at Washington, home to Washington State, at Utah, and home against the Beavs. Could the Beavs get them? Well, the the Beavs look good rushing the ball
2: against (laughs) USC. Maybe the Beavs could get them. I mean, that game's always weird. Yeah. I mean, things get crazy in rivalry games. Oh, we'll see. I mean Oregon is the best that I've seen in the Pac-12 with no big shock there. I mean, we all see what we see. But, but... isn't that
1: wouldn't that be the great irony? The Pac-12 finally gets back to the playoff be in a year where the league's probably the worst it's been.
2: <laughs> yeah. But that's something that you pointed out a thousand times yeah. with the ACC and Clemson. It's terrible. It's a and really by the way, bad league. What's going on with Clemson?
1: Uh, th- Listen, somehow Alabama, this doesn't fall into under this category, but everybody else does. At some point, you got to pay the piper and rebuild. <laughs> Seriously, okay. at some point, you're going to have a year where you're young or shorthanded or unlucky or whatever, but at some point, every program goes through that not-named Alabama. You know what team is impressive to me this year is Arkansas. Well, yeah, but how good is Texas A&M? yeah. Well, Arkansas plays Georgia
2: this weekend. Well, Texas so. struggled against Colorado, didn't they? For a yeah. while. Yeah. How good is Texas? Not Texas AM. That's what are you talking about? No,
1: I know, but Arkansas has beaten both Texas oh, I and got you. Texas I A&M. Got you. Yeah.
2: I don't know. I guess we got to we see more some more action before we come to conclusions, but uh best teams in the Pac-12, I would list Oregon obviously. Well, Oregon's like third in the AP poll now. Isn't it? And, and UCLA, but there's a shot. There's a shot for, you know, there's a way that the youths, if they can reassemble themselves and get themselves to be a little more consistent on both sides of the ball, and that's weird to say, but uh, maybe maybe they can do something. And uh, I'm sure that, that that's something for them to think about as they move forward instead of, uh, dwelling on, on the defeats they've suffered that they did not expect to uh, suffer through.
1: Well, now with this um, uh, situation involving losing a teammate, I mean, in all honesty, if I hate talking about this, but if Utah really struggled putting it together this year, I think it would be understandable. Unless they somehow rally around the fallen team, and, on and maybe that's the direction they go, and and maybe that's the again getting back to the positive energy, maybe you can you can turn that into a positive. But if if that didn't happen and win the other way, I I think it's completely understandable.
2: So I honestly don't know what to expect. If you were to f- search for, let's do this for both Utah and BYU. If you were to search for a positive, where do you begin with the Utes?
1: Well, I think they may have found a running back in T.J. Pledger. And the defense really performed up to snuff. Okay. Remember we talked to O.C. last week, and we were like, O.C., is the the struggles of the defense going under the radar? And he said, yeah, big time. And they didn't struggle against Washington State. They played really well. I mean, the the pressure on the quarterback, I mean, it was a wit defense out there
2: wreaking havoc. So I'd say that's, that's probably well, the big positive for Utah. And, and maybe they can build on that. That offensive line has to continue to get better. I, I, I don't see Cam Rising as a great quarterback, but maybe he can be a manageable quarterback who can just sort of get the offense doing what it should. Um, I'll we'll tell you see. what Cameron Rising needs to do. Just make big plays on third downs.
1: Concentrate on that. I think that's what the team will need. Don't out. worry about I mean, first and second
2: down. Exactly. <laughs> okay. I'm. I'm. Hand over... the ball off on the first two downs, yeah, yeah, yeah. and then I if, mean, you're, if you're four yards short, then you go ahead and throw it. I am.
1: I'm. I'm overstating, of course, as I'm sure I never do. Uh, but wasn't that what made teams, the Travis Wilson teams at Utah, decent the years that they were pretty good? Was he was really good. And this was an underlooked positive about him. He was really good at randomly making a play when his team needed yeah, it the most. Good. You know, we can we can picture the kind of baby giraffe scampering down the sideline. You know, and uh, you know some of those. Uh, Remember that play when he flipped over, landed on his helmet. The one against Michigan. Was that where he nearly took his face off and he <laughs> finished the game? Yeah. 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 So he, may, maybe they can put He was really together. good at making a play when his team really, really yeah. needed it. And if if Cameron Rising can be that type of quarterback, maybe they can put together enough offense to complement the defense. If indeed, you know, and may maybe uh, Makai Bernard, I hope his shoulder's okay, but maybe he makes a recovery and he ends up being the guy. Or maybe it's T.J. Pledger. I, I don't think we'll see Tavion Thomas anymore uh, unless there's some injuries.
2: So they might they might put him in if they have a game that they feel confident about and uh, see what he can do because he's he's a, he's a talented guy. Just gotta hold on to that football. So as far as BYU goes, look, Jake, that offensive line is good. I mean, I remember talking to Hans about it before the season started, and he said they're a little thin, and they have had some injuries up front, but they that looks like a pretty solid group to me. Uh, the receivers are terrific. Uh, the, the receivers, the options at receiver, just that's a beautiful thing for any quarterback. Uh, the, the 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 security that comes with knowing that your backup quarterback can win games, that's a pretty good feeling. And Jaron Hall, I think, will be ready to go against Utah State. But if you don't let Jaron Hall be Jaron Hall, then he becomes less effective. And he he has done a nice job of staying in the pocket not taking off running whenever he knows he can pick up yardage but he hasn't fallen to that temptation and and yet that the ability is still there to do it when you got to pick up that third down and you're 8 yards away he's a guy that if he if everyone's covered man he can take off running and get those yards for you but in the back of his mind, he's thinking, "I got to preserve myself, and I want to be a real quarterback. I don't want to just be a running quarterback." And so, it's in his mind not to be that. But uh, but you got to let him play to his strengths, and if, it, it's nice for them to know that Baylor Romney is standing on the sideline, ready to go if you need him. See it's it's funny.
1: I for the positive for BYU, I you kind of went on the the micro, which I think what you're saying there makes a lot of sense. But I my my brain went right to the macro. Outside of one game, I truly expect BYU to win. I mean, if you look if you look at it on paper, the rest of their schedule. I'm not saying that they're going to do it, but I would expect them to beat every opponent left outside really? of Baylor. You're confident with that. Well, look at the teams remaining on their schedule. I mean, Baylor just beat Iowa State, which is a huge win, and they're four and zero. So I'm going to go outside of Baylor. I think that's that's fair, right? This Baylor team looks like maybe it it has something going. So we'll we'll see how it goes there. But think of the other uh, opponents that are left on their schedule. Boise State, okay, maybe maybe you throw them into that category. There, I don't know, right? and that's, that's that's up there. Yeah, so that's a tough one. I, I'll I'll listen to the argument there, but I'd still probably pick BYU at this point. Washington State, I'd certainly pick the Cougs. UVA, I'd pick the Cougs. Idaho State, uh, you know, whatever this one is, What is, is Georgia Southern, certainly pick them there. And USC looks like a mess. Yeah. So outside of Baylor, maybe Boise State, I would actually expect BYU to beat the rest of the teams on their schedule.
2: Wouldn't that be something if, if they followed up with what they did last year with, say, an identical record? Yeah. When yeah that would that would be rather amazing. And a, uh, that would be a credit to Kalani Satake and his staff and the level of talent that they have in that program. Because right now they're beat up. And uh, depth is one thing, but when you lose player after player, uh, you better hope uh, that they come back. And, and Kalani on Saturday night said that uh, he thought that the guys would be okay, ready to go. But still, I mean, I, I get it. SC isn't what we thought they might be. Who knows what they'll look like by the end of the year. Uh, UVA, your favorite team. Uh, you're the latest Wahoo, aren't you? Yes. Um, and like you said, Baylor. I, hey, I'm Jake Scott, and I'm the newest Wahoo. The Boise game is in Provo. Oh, sorry, I misread that. Yeah. So that, that that's helpful to the Cougars. They're getting a lot of support from their crowd. Whether they play well or not, it seems like the crowd has really been a factor for them in these home games.
1: We've got a market update coming up next. Stay tuned. It is the big show, Tanner Mangum at 4, Frank Dolce at 4:30. Jazz highlights in the 5 o'clock hour, 97 97.5 and 1280
0: the zone. It's game week for the Aggies, and the Zone Sports Network is getting you ready for kickoff. <laughs> The Aggies welcome in BYU to Maverick Stadium for another chapter in their long rivalry with the Cougars. Listen all week for your chance to win tickets to the game and then catch all the play-by-play action, beginning with the Aggie pregame show Friday at 6 on 1280 AM with the postgame show immediately following the game. From Monday morning to all the play-by-play action, nobody brings you better coverage of Aggie football than 97.5-1280 The Zone in The Zone Sports Network.
1: Oh, hey guys. Jake here for my friends at Peach Window and Door. And listen, if you're out there, maybe you're doing a renovation on the home, maybe you're just looking to upgrade. You know, there's a lot of people out there that are willing to invest in the home front and you're thinking about new windows or doors or maybe it's part of a bigger project. You need to listen up. The good folks at Peach Window Window and Door are the best, and they've been doing it. They're a local company. Uh, They've been doing it here since 1993. Cindy and her group are amazing. They do custom work. If you can dream it, they can do it. And listen, they are uh, all about customer service and they're certainly all about taking care of Zone listeners. Uh, There's no high pressure sales, uh, no subcontractors, no ghosting. They'll sell you your windows, their crews install your windows and they back it up and doors, of course, and they back it up with guarantees designed to bring peace of mind to satisfied customers. It's all about you getting what you want. That's why they are so great. They also offer 0% interest financing when available. They have free in home estimates. So find out for yourself just how good they are. There's multiple ways to get the ball rolling. You can go to Peach Building Pro, uh, Pro, Excuse me, Products.com. They have over 255 star reviews on Google. Uh, you can stop by their showroom. It's beautiful. See for yourself what they're capable of. 2940 South, 300 West, right there in Salt Lake City. Or you can call them. Set up one of those estimates. 801 566 1255. That's 801 566 1255. Peach, window and door.
0: Your home for the best college football coverage in Utah. This is your Utes at 50 update on 97.5 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network.
1: Utes at 50 update. Here's Coach Witt evaluating his offense through four
0: games. Got some things to continue to figure out on offense. We did some good things, but we got to be a little more consistent, obviously, and obviously take a lot better care of the football. That was the number one issue, without a doubt, uh, this afternoon. So, Covey gave us a little bit more in the punt return game tonight, Didn't or this afternoon didn't have a huge one, but uh, got us some good uh, chunks of yardage there. I thought the O-line, we'll have to watch the film to, to make sure, but the O-line appeared to take a step forward. Bam came in and did a nice job at left tackle. That was good to see. He came in and spelled uh, Jaron Kump there at the left tackle spot. You know, Cam, for his first complete game as a division one player did some good things but I know he left a lot out there too that he wants to get taken care of and get better at
1: this update brought to you by Marley's gourmet sliders whether it's a classic Rickster killer handsome Rob pastrami fajita one of their delicious breakfast burritos and of course don't forget the best shoestring fries out there Marley's gourmet sliders will satisfy any hunger just off 515 inside Timpanogos Harley Davidson that is Marley's
0: The, play. the best college football coverage in Utah is right here on the Zone Sports Network. We don't quit. Let's go. The Zone is giving away tickets to every Utah, BYU, Utah State, and Weber State home game all season long. Listen for your chance to win tickets to see the teams you're passionate about right here on the Zone Sports Network. Uh-huh. You're listening to The Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports sports network
1: it's a big show Gordon Monson Jake Scott 97.5 and 12 into the zone time for a market update brought to you by trydaytrading.com now anyone can be a day trader visit trydaytrading.com Gordon how did the markets do today
2: Mixed bag, Jake, the NASDAQ was uh, off uh, just shy of 78 points. It's just silly. The Dow, however, was up just over 71 points. This is is perfection. And the S&P down 12 points. The hell with all 'all. (laughs) y'all.
1: I like it when they're all Gordon. Hey, can I ask you a quick question? Because I know no time is limited and we've got uh, Tanner Mangum coming up next. Sure. Um, I, I was just watching during the break. Uh, a fairly brutal fight at the Kansas City Chiefs game. Like, uh, apparently, somebody was knocked unconscious, and Ooh. it looked it looked fairly brutal. Uh, are there more fights in stands recently, or are we just is is, is it that we're seeing them all because of uh, video and social media? That, that could sort of be thing. it. That could be
2: it. I just are we just paying attention more and I, get more like footage of it because. Well, Jake when I was working at the LA Times uh 20 yeah, how long ago? I worked back? at the LA Times 30 years ago 30 plus years ago uh we did a, a story on fan uh fights and it was it was it was a big deal back then yeah so i mean they they it seems it's like there's several a weekend now.
3: I, I we think, as humanity, we're all a little on generally edge? more on edge these days, yeah.
0: And the do you pandemic think
3: that, will do that to people. Do you think that's represented by fights in a football game? I, I When's the last time you drove anywhere and didn't get someone road raging on you? I can't remember that really happening. Guess you're going too fast. To no, yeah, you're, you're, no. No, no. Sailing right no, by I'm these No, I'm
2: obeying folks. traffic laws. That's why I don't get them. I don't cut people off.
3: What kind of driver are you? Uh, I go 75 in a 70, that type. And the guy behind me wants to go 90. The, see, that's cool. Well, Why doesn't he go around you? Because the other guy to the left that's next to me is going 75 as well. Yeah, it's because Austin's riding right in the middle of two lanes just to be a jerk. <laughs> No, oh, no, hey, there's no rule against being in the middle of two lanes. Have you
2: ever been to Tulane? I just wondered where they're in the middle. It's a pretty or random turn lanes. there, Gordon. I
3: know. I just see. I and now I'm that bad mood I was talking about. Getting worse. Worse
2: by the second. You're yeah. the one that's getting flipped off, not me. You're the one making dumb jokes about Tulane. Yeah, but at least I'm not getting flipped off. I'm gonna give you one. <laughs> you, you wouldn't. Even <laughs> Keep <know>. going,
1: pal. <laughs> Tanner Mangum joins us next, uh, joining the <laughs> Got show. 500 now. reasons. He's our friend Andrew Reinhardt from Wasatch Medical Clinic. Andrew, let's help our listeners that might be having some issues with ED.
4: Yeah, if you're out there listening, whether you feel like you're too young or too old and you're struggling in the bedroom, we have likely helped somebody just like you. Uh, So many men have come in, and they come in a little bit embarrassed. They're sick of the pill or they're sick of failures in the bedroom. Frankly, they go through our treatments, the acoustic wave therapy. It's backed by 50 studies now. Uh, The device is placed on the skin for about 10 minutes. And what it does is deliver pressure waves into the blood vessels. Kind of like breaking down a muscle in the gym. We build the blood vessels up stronger. It allows for better circulation. And that's enough to get rid of the erectile dysfunction. Men don't have to take chemicals or pills. And it has been a big relief for a lot of couples.
1: Yeah, I bet, right? I mean, because it's got to strain a lot of relationships out there.
4: I think it's more straining than we even talk about. When things don't go in the, uh, go well in the bedroom, they tend to kind of knock. Go well outside of the bedroom. Anxiety is a little bit higher. Uh, people are more agitated. And then when things start working in the bedroom, the relationship, it's incredible the ripple effect that this has. When intimacy is in place, things tend to go well.
1: 801 901 8000. 801 901 8000. Call, get in, see the doctor, and a lot for free today.
4: Yeah, if you're ready to uh, put a stop to the ED, get rid of the pills and improve even just the frequency in the bedroom. We do a lot of that, by the way. Call us now. The assessment exam and blood flow ultrasound is free. The gift uh, that I am yet to see fail, it produces immediate results in the bedroom. You get that free as well. And if you feel like you have a need, uh, the blood work and testosterone to our patients is totally free. Uh, It's a ton of value. 801 901
1: 8000 801 901 8000 Wasatch Medical Clinic. Thanks, Andrew. Thank you, Jake. More next. Tanner Mingham joins us 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.
0: Now, let's get this party started. This is Hans Olsen and Scotty G on the Zone Sports Network.
2: This story is crazy it's about becoming an ultimate Aggie, which apparently is getting up on that bull naked. What bull is it? Is it the one that's by the Estes Center? Isn't that bull like bucking? I'm just wondering how five nude men could fit on
3: that. <laughs> it's a big bull.
2: Five nude men could fit on uh, that? Five smaller men, yeah, probably <laughs> can make that work. There you go. That's the size of the thing right there. Okay, it's not bucking. You could probably fit upwards of 10 naked men on that. So, in order for you to be the ultimate Aggie, you have to be. Naked,
4: yes. I did not know that this was a thing. See, I would think if you were going to be an ultimate aggie, that it needs to be solo because these five were not solo, and that's where a lot of guys up at Utah State, like, hey, I think maybe <laughs> dial that down a little bit. Easy, one ultimate aggie at a time.
0: Hanson Scotting weekdays from 10 to 2 on 97.5 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network.